0: Whether it's lazy writing or lazy readership, I just think forever heroes are kind of the worst thing ever. Welcome to XP Hunters. It is your frenemy Lee here, guys. I'm so glad to be back. Um, Here with you guys, I've been straining myself, getting ready for Comic-Con Boston, which is coming up very, very, very soon. Um, So I've been putting together my cosplay outfit, which I was kind of lazy this year. And I did a character that had uh, an easy, like, costume and that I kind of like that has a lot of ability to be, like, built on. But she's not the greatest. Chocho Akamichi from Boruto... And I know what you're saying. You're like, oh, Ashley, you only picked her because she's black. And I'm like, "Mm, that's only half the truth. I also, I think her aesthetic's pretty interesting. Her hair is like this brown-orange color. And, you know, she wears this really cute um, yakata. So I just did uh, kind of an amalgam of what she, her outfit on Boruto. And then... An artist rendition from Deviant Art. So instead of it being um, a very short like jacket yukata with a white skirt, it is a very long kind of jacket y thing. You'll see pictures coming up soon on the Instagram. Remember, you can find me on Instagram at uh, XP Hunter Lee. You can always find me uh or send me an email at, at gmail.com. i'm also on facebook now and uh the website's going up very 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 soon and then the uh uh comic-con boston will be one of our uh questing episodes obviously so i'm gonna be there cosplaying as chocho Cho. i had plans to also cosplay as my destiny character but i just kind of was doing a lot of projects and just didn't have enough time to put together you know draw the pattern myself or draft the pattern for the outfit and then put it together it was just too much um but I will still do it that will be like one of my like goals for the show is to put it together maybe show you guys a little bit of what goes into um creating a cosplay outfit and um also I think I want to challenge myself should I challenge myself guys I I think I will um if you guys want to see me create something, I had also attended to do the Bat Who Laughs kind of, you know, with the leather jacket, the leather pants and the spikes and ugh, the crazy exaggerated smile. I was going to get an art artist to do that part, but, you know, the whole outfit, I was going to do that. So maybe I'll do that as a challenge to myself. Um, if you guys think I should try another character, uh, you can send me an email at Lee at gmail.com or send me a DM on Instagram and I would be totally open to that. Um, mind you, I kind of just started sewing. I have like five years of experience, but like doing cosplay and stuff like that is slightly different. So I mean, let's not get super crazy. Don't ask me to build Iron Man's armor because I have no mechanical or electrical engineering experience. So let's keep it to, you know, close. Uh, so today we are going to be talking about Forever Heroes. And what do I mean when I say forever heroes? Basically any superhero that you know and love is a forever hero. Um, the thing about forever heroes uh, is, you know, there are, it's multifaceted, like anything worth talking about in real life or, you know, in comics or anime or video games, um, it's multifaceted, right? It's not just had, um, you know, it's not just what you see is what you get. It's not black and white. And so my biggest issue with forever heroes is, I feel like it limits imagination. So you have characters that we know and love that that, that are essentially the end all be all goats of superhero or main character <laughs> characterdom of, you know, um protagonism, right? They they are the people we look to when we think of who's gonna be leading this story. Even it goes so far as characters like Deadpool, right? from Captain America to Superman to Wonder Woman to Batman to Deadpool like they are the fir- f- the first most thought in your head when that com- that topic comes up. And so what I want to like kind of I want to kind of multi-attack this, right? So we're going to talk about so let's start with how with forever heroes um you obviously have them because human beings even as malleable and dynamic as we are we don't like change nope if you know you've been using you know irish springs soap for the last 20 years of your life and all of a sudden irish springs go out of business you don't want to hear that you want to use your irish springs and i understand that i get that i do but you also have a point where it's like irish springs went out of business and you just don't have any other choice do choose something new you know it's soap it washes your body what's the problem and Forever Heroes falls into, like, a niche in between those two things because, A, if you're the writer and or creator, if there is a sentimental attachment to it, right? So you created Superman, you know, a million years ago. I joke, guys. It wasn't a million. Yeah, you know, 60, 70 years ago, you know, you created Superman or Batman or Wonder Woman or any other character that uh, is synonymous with um, superhero-dom or pr- protagonist they are the protagonist you don't want to see them die right I mean we all know that every story that has a beginning has an end you know except for the never-ending story but you know what I'm saying but you know as a creator yeah you don't want to see this this thing you created that's become nomenclature that's become a part of the experience of something to go away but at the same time you know, the story has to end. end. And to be fair, the forever hero kind of trope is really starting to weigh on readers and not just, you know, the people who are 60 or 70 who were buying comics for five cents at the five and dime. We're talking about readers like myself who were born in the late 80s. We're talking about, you know, readers who were born in the mid 90s. Like most people are really kind of falling out of interest with the forever hero right because if you really uh ha- if you've ever read um any comics or even some animes and video games the thing is is like <laughs> superman has died i think like five times maybe more over his publication history and so haven't a slew of other uh main and supporting characters within multiple comic lines like they die and they come back because it's Kind of like the opposite of J.R.R. Martin, right? Like, when he killed someone, he was like, oh, they have to die. You know, no Fs given. He was like, they have to die. And the thing is that people die, right? But with comics, it's like, we want to kill this character because, you know, actually, I'm getting more increasingly frustrated. little tangent, guys. I just have to tell you, I hate chick flicks, right? And I just realized just now that they kill characters for plot. They kill them for the same reason that you know in a chick flick the you know the the main character's boyfriend has cancer right because they want to force a reaction out of you and in trying to force that reaction to you it's like oh well we want them to be invested and we want them to be so hurt that they have to come back and read more and they're like how can we do that oh I guess we'll kill someone important to them let's kill Superman and the thing is is like yeah when it first happened the shock value was so tangible that it probably bumped their stock up like uh, I can't say dollars guys but it probably bumped their stock up by like 10 points or something right because it was like oh my gosh like I have to have this this uh comic this uh, um I have to I have to have this comic for posterity because Superman's dead. But then lo and behold, the next issue that came out, oh, Superman's alive again. Oh, we used the Lazarus pissed. Oh, we used oh man, I forgot what the little chamber inside the ship that Zod brought was called. But whatever, we used that to bring Superman back. So now he's alive again. And the thing is, is that the first time that happens, you're like, oh, I'm glad Superman's alive. You're not even thinking about it. But the third, four, sixth, seventh time, you're like, ugh when he dies, you're just like, oh, okay, let's keep it moving, guys. We still have the evil guy to kill because you've seen him die and come back so many times. And so you know that they're going to bring him back, A, because this is real life and you know it's about money. But also you know they're going to bring him back because at this point in the context of the universe, they have no idea what life without Superman is like. And even the people who are kind of against, I guess, superman's kind of technically an alien but you know the people who are against mutants or don't like superpowered people are still like oh man like there's a volcano erupting like what are we gonna do about that guys like oh if superman was here he could just throw his ice a breath and everything would be great and happy again right so that's also part of the reason why they uh, someone's always looking for a reason to bring back the protagonist but forever heroes like do they serve a like a real purpose right so originally in my head because I didn't actually know about what caused the initial collapse of the comic industry and I was like oh well obviously like the forever hero is what saved them right like they played on that nostalgia but really like most things in life the you know the collapse of the comic industry was wasn't about you know good stories or good writing or good art it was about money it was about uh distributors kind of nickel and diming uh retailers and kind of you know setting these unachievable like these, it was about distributors kind of milking retailers for money saying they had to stock this much product and sell this much. And you know, if you're a retailer, and you're buying the stock, and you don't sell it, then you have to eat whatever you paid for the product because you haven't sold it. And so it that's, that's what really caused it. Um, I thought it was always like people fell out of interest with comics because they were seeing the same stories because they weren't written not written well but they weren't engaging or they just didn't want to invest in it when really it was because people speculators kept driving out the prices of comics and so it was kind of like oh get this get this copy because it will be worth this much and it became more of a stock and trade rather than just a form of entertainment and literature kind of thing so they say that that might be coming to a head again, but we're gonna, we're gonna stay away from solely just the money aspect. We're gonna be talking about, um, forever heroes and lazy readers and lazy writers. Okay, so I'm not gonna lie and say that I don't consider myself a lazy reader. I mean, I'm not. I relate to characters in, I'll say, obtuse ways. So the thing is, I like Superman. He's cool. Um, he's not my favorite hero, Super. I like Superman. He's not my favorite superhero, but I do like the attributes he has. I think for how old he is, like technically he's way too naive, but I digress. But I recently started really getting into Green Lantern. Um, And I do like the new Green Lanterns, Simon Baz and Jessica Cruz. They're very interesting people, not only as Green Lanterns, but as people. But even before that, you know, Jon Stewart is technically my Green Lantern. And when I say that, you know, it's kind of like James Bond, right? Like Pierce Brosnan is my James Bond, and my mom's James Bond is um man, the Scottish guy. You guys know who I'm talking about. Um but like Pierce Brosnan was James Bond when I was growing up, and so he's my James Bond because there are multiple James Bonds, right? But um John Stewart was my Green Lantern because he was the Green Lantern that was in the the comics the uh Animated series when I was growing up. But there are other Green Lanterns right? The Green Lanterns are basically space police for the entire universe, galaxy, whatever. And so there is another character who is a Green Lantern. His name is Sodom Yacht. Oh my gosh, he's so interesting. And he's interesting because he is a Kryptonian. Yep, that's right, guys. I said he's Kryptonian. And so we all kind of have been said this story that Superman is the last Kryptonian you know outside of his son son jonathan but that's not true there are act there's actually a whole planet of kryptonians that actually they're held by brainiac so they're in like one of the little spheres because that was like his thing he liked to collect uh places so there's a whole planet full still full of kryptonians that you know belongs to brainiac which is sad because they can never come out but there's also a whole other planet out in the galaxy called doxum where sodomyat is from and they are they are technically kryptonians but they're a branch that like left krypton like way before it was exploding in and on uh, imploding in on self and they left because they were just like no we don't like what you guys are doing and they they basically became xenophobic like highly xenophobic people uh on Doxim, and so i'm like that's crazy interesting let's learn more about sodomyat and sodomyat was ion which is the embodiment of will and it's a whole thing, but I like characters like that, and so very seldom do those kind of characters, even though they have great backstories, do they get expounded upon? And so instead of telling those stories, they kind of just keep retelling, you know, Guy Gardner or um, Hal Jordan, who is the original, you know, Green Lantern of this iteration of Green Lantern. Because if you know the original Green Lantern, he used magic and not, you know, the green ring. Um, And that's the thing. It's like, yeah, I know Hal Jordan, Hal Jordan, Hal Jordan is the Green Lantern. He is always going to be the original Green Lantern. Cool. Fine. He's the GOAT. But that doesn't mean I don't want to learn about other characters. I also want to talk about like mantles versus, um, you know, pandering. Right. So a mantle like Captain America. Right. Um, Captain America is a single person. His, his, what created him, you know, the super soldier serum That is a unique situation, right? So he in in and of himself is a unique iteration. But the question is, is Captain America a mantle that can be passed on? Uh, I think readers, most readers would say no, right? Because there was a a tiny piece of time where Sam Wilson was Captain America and people like, you know, the people in the reality of the comic were like, no, Captain America can only be this guy. They can't be this black guy. And then in real life, a lot of people were like, "How can this black guy be Captain America?" Take what you will from that statement, and so you also have people like Kamala Khan, who is the current iteration of Miss Marvel, who kind of took the mantle from Miss Marvel, Car- Carol Danvers, because she became Captain. She became Captain Marvel, and so that's a, that's the question. The big, big question is mantles can a mantle be taken up i know uh if you follow batman you know that uh amanda waller who is literally one of my favorite bad guys because she's like a bad guy but a good guy at the same time uh you know she's not bad for bad sake she's you know she's doing what she think is best but in a very insidious manner but anyway she, she literally the whole plot of batman beyond hinges on the fact that she's like there has to be a batman and you know there has to be a batman because we have these superheroes out here who do what they want but batman is a superhero who has no superpowers he uses his intellect his deductive reasoning his billions in cash you know and business sense and connections to allow him to operate on the same level as a superhero and he is coming you know his perspective is a lot different from a superpowered human or a mutant because he's just a plain old human you know, if he, if you cut him, he will bleed. Um, And so Amanda Waller's like, there always has to be a Batman. So we can say that's a mantle that will be passed on, especially because Batman's not going to live forever. He's a human being. He will die. That's literally, there's no question. I mean, there is a Lazarus Pit, but we've all met Batman and he's not that guy. So the mantle of Batman will be passed on to different people. We know that. But Superman I mean there's Superboy and Superboy and Superman uh Superboy's lineage is kind of skewed if you want to go back to the Silver Age or the Golden Age or anything like that because he didn't originally start as like you know Superman's son or whatever I don't know it's all convoluted but mantles so the thing is like Kamala Khan who's also really interesting because you know she's a young teenage girl she's Muslim and it's like okay, so I'm I'm Miss Marvel, and she looked up to Miss Marvel too, and she actually it actually turns out that she is an Inhuman, right? Because she gets her powers from the Terrigen Mist that was released uh, by quote unquote not accident, but it technically was released by accident. But the Inhumans were like, no, we're not going to stop it because our numbers were decimated, baby, Bobby, boo, who cares? And that's how she got her powers. So she's technically an inhuman. But when she got her powers. And she realized that she wasn't normal anymore. She was like I'm going to call myself Miss Marvel. Because she looked up to Miss Marvel. The thing is is that Miss Marvel gave away that title. And I say she gave away. But the writers kind of like. Kind of shunted that off of her. Because she wasn't popular anymore. And the thing is Carol Danvers is very powerful. Powerful as a superhuman. But. Miss Marvel stopped being interesting and if you really look at her publication history like she was nobody and then she was someone and then she was no one again and then she became Captain Marvel and the thing is is that you know I always reason with female like you know a lot of people are like oh comic books are really degrading like females female superheroes are always like very scantily clad and stuff like that and sometimes I like play devil's advocate and say There is no amount of armor that's going to protect you from magic. There's no amount of armor that's going to protect you from, you know, Superman's laser blasting eyes, right? So the thing about it is, do you want to move freely or do you, you know, you want to be cumbersome because for the sake of perhaps protecting yourself. And so that's what I reason. But if you look at Miss Marvel, Carol Danvers, like right before she became Captain Marvel, like... just wasn't wearing a lot of clothes and the thing is is that a lot of writers um even admit that like she she was eye candy like a lot of female superheroes when they were first created or in their first iterations they were eye candy because all the people who were reading it and who people assume to this day are reading it are young teenage boys and to be honest that's not true um obviously i i read comics i'm not a boy or young ish i guess and So the thing is is that like well are we gonna let people pick up mantles and I'm gonna say I'm decidedly in the camp that says that no I want to see new people I don't want to see I mean I'm not gonna lie I love Miles Morales as uh Spider-Man but to be fair to him he is from a different kind of reality right so he's not we're not just saying oh Hey, new kid, you're going to be Spider-Man because there has to be a Spider-Man. He is Spider-Man in his own reality. And he happened to traverse into another reality. That's completely different. But with uh, like instances like Amadeus Cho. Amadeus Cho has his own set of superpowers. Like he's so intelligent that he can think so fast that he can literally anticipate what you're going to do before you do it. So it's kind of like he can. It's not just precognition is it's kind of like everything is going slower for him because he's thinking so fast that literally reality is slowing down around him that's how smart he is but for whatever reason after bruce banner told hawkeye to kill him they were like uh oh, we need a new we need a new hulk and i'm like yeah the hulk is, is a really interesting character and he's done a lot of interesting things over his publishing history but you you killed him and you know guys from ho- what I've told you about the characters that I build like I'm all about that death, you know and the thing is like it's not about getting it perfect it's about doing the most with what you have at the time right because in real life once you pass away I mean as far as I know you're not coming back unless you know reincarnation but that doesn't count because you're a new person and you don't remember anything you don't you know you lose all your um equipment and inventory when you get reincarnated so the thing is is that They made Amadeus Choi the new Hulk, which was like, why? And for a lot of uh, readers, like Al Al, who uh, is featured in season one of the podcast, he was just like, no, the Hulk is his favorite character and the Hulk is Bruce Banner. This Amadeus Cho kid, like, okay. Like, why not for the new generation? But like, I'm never going to accept him. And to be fair, as a reader, like if this was a book, that would be unacceptable. How the hell did this like what created the Hulk was a freak accident. Right. So to say that you can recreate that freak accident and make Amadeus the Hulk is mind boggling, not only because of the, you know, flimsy science, but like just just if if you use any logic, it doesn't make any sense. And... uh. Because the comic industry is kind of fragile, I feel like they want to bank on or capitalize on the nostalgia. And to be fair, there is a lot of new technology that allows them to present their characters in a new way. But still, also, okay, like there's 4K. I mean, that doesn't mean I'm going to go and try and reshoot it's a wonderful life in 4k just because i can you know and i wouldn't and no one would be interested in that because it's like but the whole point of it being what it is is that it's original it's i like the original mind you like even a wonderful life wasn't what it was it wasn't a cult classic until like years like 50 years 50 years until like 30 or 40 years after it was originally um put out there And then there was this big tug of war because once it became a cult classic, then it was a tug of war between uh, uh, the company that owned the copyright because it was sold for cheap because they were like, well, it's not making money. No one likes it. And so they they just sold it to someone. And then it started making money because literally every year it came on like PBS, I'm PBS, uh, CBS. And then they were like, no, we want to renegotiate this. And it was a whole thing. But the whole fact of the matter is that it's a Wonderful Life is great because it was made back when it was made because of the graininess. You know, one of my favorite movies is the Ten Commandments. Don't ask me why, but it is with Charlton Heston and Elizabeth Taylor. And I love it. It's so good. But if someone tried to remake the Ten Commandments, I would tell them to just woo, take a real long walk down a short bridge, you know, because the Ten Commandments is great because Charlton Heston's in it, because of the very strange kind of coloring system that was going on right because it they didn't have you know they didn't have the super saturated led uh enhanced cameras that we have now you know so it's a little fuzzy but that's what makes it great and so the thing is what makes superman great is the history that he has had right and so the thing is that the more you pile on top of it the more convoluted it gets and you guys know I don't like retconning. I hate retconning. And so the thing is, just because, you know, you do the new 52 and you say, oh, now Superman has more emotion because reasons. And that's that's not good enough. So instead of just reiterating Superman, just re-retconning his history every, I don't know, 20 years, why not create a new a new character? Um, and the thing is, is that even companies like Marvel and DC, they do have their part, parts of them that have... um original characters like we talked a little bit about um the midnighter and apollo uh on um, my favorite story arc uh episode uh, and you know the they're basically tangents for superman and batman but they were originally uh the creative works of wildstorm which was a company that existed as an independent but then was bought out uh of course cuz that's what happens to most independent comic uh companies but comic publishers but the Midnighter and Apollo have this dynamic first of all they're gay they're married it's awesome um but the Midnighter he's like Batman who just doesn't care he's like you know I've done some stuff uh, you know a lot of stuff happened to him he was experimented on he's just had a real rough life and instead of being like Batman who's his own self-fulfilling prophecy where it's like oh I have to save people and you know kind of like put in the Joker in jail even though he needs to be put down because you know he doesn't kill the Menar is like nope, you have to die. And Apollo is basically Superman, you know, he like the Greek god Apollo, he his power comes from the sun and you know, he's very very strong, but like they're you they're tangents but unique in and of themselves, right? And you know, you have characters like Constantine who, you know, he is from like the vertigo side of DC and so like he he uses magic. And that's interesting, right? Because magic it exists in like marvel and dc but not a whole lot and the reason is because when comics were really first taking off you know science fiction was a thing so you know you had ray Ray bradbury novels and stuff like that and everyone was interested in space and not so much mysticism or magic and so they stopped writing stories about mysticism and magic because no one was interested um but oh man my rent has taken me so so far (laughs) off topic today but Um, Remember guys, if you want to comment on Forever Heroes or anything else I talked about in one of my tangents today, uh, you can send me an email at xphunterlea at gmail.com and uh, the website is coming soon and don't forget to check out... it's going to be on our youtube just search xp hunter lee uh the first episode is definitely going to be uh comic-con boston 2019 super excited um on the instagram at xp hunter lee you can definitely also see my chocho cosplay um maybe suggest other cosplays i was going to do the "Who Last," but no one chose that everyone chose chocho but in the meantime in between time guys do it for the xp